1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
2: We're kicking it live at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. The countdown is on the Minnesota Vikings. Los Angeles Rams. Thursday night football, a football game in which um, a lot of question marks about this game. Is the point spread too high? Or are the Rams really some sort of super team? Um, are people out there aware that Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters are not playing in this football game? I guess it's not official with Marcus Peters, just like it's not official with Dalvin Cook uh, either as well. We got the New York Yankees kicking the crap out of the Rays uh, here. A uh, bunch of afternoon baseball, people betting uh, the ponies from Belmont uh, Park. It's a busy afternoon here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack. Uh, Cam, we got to get you down here to the racetrack one of these days. Uh, you'd
3: fit right in. Yeah, Marantz, Mar- I hear the party there, man. Like uh, in the in the intro, it was so loud there. I just heard like the horse odds, and then I heard like people <laughs> you talking to people taking orders i'm like it's going to be a big party at the FanDuel duel sports book a little bit jealous buddy but I'll, I'll make it down there one of these days you know how it is uh, i can't say no to betting and ponies and what can you say last night was really good moretz he went three and zero in baseball to recuperate some money and i'm ready to bet a little bit more on tonight's football game i'm with you i think the Rams' secondary problems are going to be good for minnesota we talk about taking a team that got absolutely slaughtered in a bounce back situation and i've seen some seven and a halfs out there too like six and a half to seven to seven and a half back to seven to seven and a half lots of line movement buddy on key numbers as well yeah you know the um the
2: la rams are just one of four teams that are undefeated against the point spread, 3-0. and It shows how difficult it is to cover on a weekly basis in a National Football League that we're three weeks in and only four teams are 3-0 and against the spread. The Miami Dolphins, of course, are 3-0 and against the spread. Kansas City Chiefs are 3-0 and against the spread. Yep. The LA Rams are 3-0 and against the spread. Who's the fourth team, Cam? The fourth team, 3-0 against the spread, Cleveland Browns. That is correct. The same Cleveland Brown team that you took every damn week last year, and I told you, no, no, I told you, this is the year. I told you. I said, this year, Cam, jump on. I've, I've been on the Browns every week. I said, jump on I, the Browns this year.
3: I can't lie, Morenci. They've been pretty good to me. Uh, you know, in the, in, in the Pittsburgh game, I only had it in a parlay. I can't lie. The Jets, uh, the Jets with those teasers to the under all one. Uh, you called me Tommy Teaser. It's been uh, a really good season with that stuff so far. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the Browns, They're covering numbers right now, and uh, I'm kind of looking at them again. I know our buddy Gamblu uh, likes the Raiders in that spot, but three points is a lot to trust a a bad Oakland Raiders team with. I know Baker Mayfield's going on the road instead of coming in for an inefficient uh, Tyrod Taylor, but uh, that line goes 3-3.5. I'll be taking a look at the Browns uh, straight up and uh, and in teasers. I just don't think Oakland's that good.
2: You know, it's... The thing is, these teams that are 3-0 against the spread, are they really going to become 4-0 and against the spread? Yeah, it's tough. Like It's tough. Like, I don't think the Chiefs are covering on Monday. That's one, so I don't think the Chiefs are going to cover. Um, are the Dolphins going to cover against the Patriots? I'd like to believe maybe. so, but, yeah, maybe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no guarantees. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I was, ta- I was trying to talk myself into the Dolphins earlier in the weekend. I kind of like the Dolphins uh, still in this spot, even though all the trends go against them. But uh, are they? it's just that the mathematical probabilities of a team covering four weeks in a row. It just rarely happens in the NFL. No, it you really
3: said doesn't. it, Gabe, and, and we got to look at uh, reactions. I think that's why we did well last week. We, we turned some lessons from the past into good betting spots. Arizona, a pick that you gave. How the hell are the Bears favored by close to a touchdown on the road? That's just good gambling. You take that home, dog. We take... You know inflated points with tennessee in a divisional game against jacksonville you know washington we loved all week it was my favorite game of the week you know getting three why that line goes to two and a half by game time i'm going to pull the trigger on the skins i think they tried to back us off that new orleans same thing three down to two and a half we're gonna people don't have faith you know i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the trigger we have to look for those spots this week but you bring up a great point you know dogs aren't gonna cover every week and right now me you and lou talked about it the percentage of the dogs are coming in big time as our boy, Blessing, says water finds its level some of these times, but some of these favorites are coming in, so we're going to be a little more selective. I'm not just going to blindly bet dogs. we got to pick our spots, friend. Yeah, that's the thing. I, You know, my gut instinct is telling me that this
2: is going to be a favorite week. There really hasn't been a big favorite week uh, in the National Football League yet this year. It's really been a dog-laden season so far. I'll also say that I think this is by far the toughest week of the year so far.
3: We're into week four,
2: I'm looking at it, and normally by Thursday, I've got, like last week I had eight, nine games that I liked, and look, I went six and one in the Nugget Contest, four and one in the Super Contest, and there were more games I left on a board that I actually liked, I loved the board last week. This week, I'm hard-pressed to find three games I like, Cam, I really am, and it's funny, I asked the late, great Dave Malinsky, who lived right across the street from the Westgate and the Hilton at the time in the Super Contest, and I said, you know, Dave, uh, how come you never entered the Super Contest? And he told me, Gabriel, there's never been one Sunday in my life that I wanted to bet on five NFL games. He goes, I've never liked five NFL games in one day ever. And he raises a good point. In these contests, you're sort of forcing it. So, I, you know, I'm trying to get the five here, and I'm having a hard time, to be honest with you. And You know, Steel City Steve, who's uh, our teammate in this, sent me a list of his games, and I didn't like any of them. Like, he likes the Detroit Lions. You like the Lions?
3: No, I don't. I don't like the. Lions. I don't. I don't like
2: the Cowboys either. I don't like the game at all. No, I don't like the game. I hate that game. What about the Jets and the Jags? He likes the Jets. I lean the Jets, but I'm not
3: pulling the trigger. I'm exactly with you. I pu- I put in two bets you can't so trust far. Them. Two bets. Two bets I've made, and I same as you. I had about five or six by this time last week. Colin Drew from uh, Fantasy Sports, you know, how we do some picks for the website. I sent him three. I really only like two of those games. I basically pulled the trigger with three. I took the Chicago Bears. Minus three. I took the Seattle Seahawks minus three, and uh, me and you disagree on this game. I went, I took Houston at plus one and a half. Those are the games that I gave them early. I gotta be honest with you too. I'm not in love like though I was last week. Like I loved Washington. I went to bed thinking about the Redskins every single night, how they're gonna <laughs> beat the Packers down. No, that's what we do. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I'm not getting off this game. But there's been so many times, Gabe. Like Miami, I'm on it. I'm off it. You know Seattle. It's still a road game. Arizona. They might be a little bit desperate despite having a disappointing team and a young quarterback going. The Bears, do I trust them to, to cover three points? Uh, it's, tough. it's tough. You said it. This week is going to be a murderer's row. There's going to be a lot of people that get shellacked. I hope uh, we're on the other side of it.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm either really right or I'm either wrong a yeah. lot this week. That's why um, That's why we have uh, guests like Whale Capper. Uh, yeah, Whale Capper audience. could come on. Yes, yes. Maybe yeah, yeah. he'll uh, give us some insight. He's a Duke grad. Duke. Yeah, he's smart. He, he's smart. A little disappointed to hear that, to be honest.
3: Yeah, i got to be honest with you, too. I really like Will Capper, too. I heard uh, him in your voice, too. When he said Duke, I just heard the, oh, uh, well, he lives. Like, I, I kind of saw he, Like it. I told him. Well,
2: I told him. I said, you live in Long Beach. I said, I, you know, Will Capper, I said, I was really hoping you were going to tell me you were like
3: Cal Irvine, Cal Poly, or yeah, Riverside, yeah, yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, the anteaters. Yeah, any anything but Duke, but hey, got to give Duke credit. Their uh, college football team is covering a lot of numbers this year, Game. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, they are. Yeah. So the Carolina Panthers have covered two of the games uh, as well. Yeah. So far, two and one.
3: Bet. I was on Carolina last week with you. Uh, I We disagreed with Whale Capper. I just thought, uh, you know, a lot of, and that's the thing, Cincinnati was a publicly fed underdog. They usually go to die. And uh, Carolina took care of business. Cam Newton's not getting any respect. McCaffrey had big numbers. Uh, You know, it'd be nice for fantasy owners of McCaffrey to get some touchdowns, but Newton kind of cultures those touchdowns at the line because he's such a big force there inside the five. But uh, you know what, Carolina? I I like where your bet's going. I think this team's off the radar. If they can get a little bit healthier, I think they're going to be very dangerous. As we've seen, Gabe, it's kind of like the Rams and everybody else in the NFC. Uh, There's a lot of question marks there.
2: The... um Carolina Panthers already have a bye week this week. I know.
4: I, I, <laughs> hey,
3: that's 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 not cool. That's too early I, for a bye.
2: Yeah, it's kind of thrown, it does feel a little early for a bye, doesn't it? It kinda of, kinda of throws us off. I was looking, I'm like, what's the Panthers line? Where's the Panthers game? What's up, boss? <laughs>
3: How you doing you alright? Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hey, um, you're, you're the gre- you're the con- you're the greeter, too, Moretz. You just do a show.
2: Yeah, yeah, people are rolling in here. They don't realize I'm yeah, live. Yeah. They're coming, they're coming. Yeah. Oh, man, what's
3: going on, man? What's going on? They think you're just talking into the the snowball mic there. No, it's it's a busy day. There's a lot of pony action going on too. And
2: one of these I guys is a big some... dude, Cam. Guy's a big dude, yeah. man. The guy's giving me this look. I'm thinking, oh shit, fuck. what's going on here? <laughs> 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 he comes over. He's like, "What's up, boss?" I'm like, "Hey, man." Yeah,
3: exactly. Just doing they a radio call me, show, man. <laughs> they call
2: me OG here now. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, like. Yeah yeah. I, they, it's not I think it's not original gangster. It's a uh, old guy.
3: <laughs> oh, old guy. I thought it was the strain. You know how they have like Larry yeah, OG yeah, yeah. or Morenzi OG. Maybe you could just say, "Hey, that's my uh, strain nickname, OG." Good yeah, stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, I think people oh, I did miss. Me. Wow. People miss people missed a po- me here. Polish lady in my backyard Gabe. holy jeez. Uh, yeah, she looks uh she Ch- chasing it? her dog there. Oh uh, no, she's actually she looks. She's wearing leather and looks really good though. But uh, yeah, her pooch is loose in uh, my backyard. Maybe I'll say hi at the break. But I think she's going to get her. Anyway, we gotta do- yeah, it's going to be a busy, busy activity. <laughs> you, 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 busy, got, you got a dog loose in the yard. You got a yeah, dog loose. Dog loose. It's,
4: dog loose. <laughs> so it's
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: it's symbolic there to take the Vikings tonight. Underdog.
3: Yes, yes. The pooch. I like that. Yeah, I'm already I'm already on the Vikings. I wish I waited a little bit more. I got seven flat. On my book, it's seven and a half now. Uh, the total, I really don't know what to do with. I know you t- you were talking about in teasers, maybe going to the over. I'm not, I'm not sure, Gabe. I I, don't re- I really don't know. I think the Vikings defense maybe will step up, but it seems like a low number. What's the total? 49. So all they got to get to is 42 over. We should we should have that many points in the game. It's come down do like 48 a half. It's come down to 40. So 40 I do like the teaser. I 41 do. and a half plus 14. Yeah, you get yeah. that extra cushion with the Vikings too, which I do like. Sometimes, hey. You've been saying teasers were what put the lights on in Vegas, but this year I've been more selective with the teasers, and they've been working. Like, these NFL numbers are sharp. So, you know what I mean? The prime time games have been pretty close. Yeah. yeah. They have been. A lot of middle jobs, right? Like, so, you know what I mean? I was actually thinking that the Vikings to both sides of the teaser, but, uh, you know, we still got some time to to put in that one. But I'm on the Vikings already, plus seven.
2: Yeah, we're going to try to find out if uh, Dalvin Cook is playing. We'll keep our eye on this. If anyone in the booth as well. At Master Control, Studio 34 can let us know uh, if, if something slides through the cracks here as far as Dalvin Cook's status uh, for tonight's football game. I think he's playing, personally. I, I believe he's playing.
5: Yeah, uh, I think
2: he will, too. I, I think they're just sort of being coy with it a little bit. I, uh, I There was an insider that said, uh, sources close to the Vikings say to Cook, Cook's going to be good to go. What's Zimmer going to say? Oh, yeah, he's fine, right? You know, Zimmer's trying yeah. to keep everyone guessing. <laughs> It's the same thing with, like, Josh Gordon this week. It's not a certainty, unless I missed something, that Josh Gordon's play. It's like Bilicek is sort of keeping it up in the air. I guess he's active, but will will he play or not? It's too bad. You know, it is, you know, I was thinking it's a shame in a sense there's so many injuries coming into this game because it's harder to cap the game in a way. But it really isn't because that's what the NFL is. There's always injuries. And it's just starting earlier this year. It's week four, and it's a war of attrition. Depth counts. And the Rams, Cam, they spend a lot of money on their players, the Rams. You know, hell, Brandon Cooks makes $83 million. The guy got like $50 million guaranteed. Uh, Aaron Donald got paid. Goff got paid. Like, you know, Goff, um, you know, on on an earlier deal, but he's been set. Everyone's got, you know, Gurley's got a ton of money. Wood's got a big deal. Everyone's got paid on this team, basically, which means there's no money for backups. Like, their depth is kind of – they're kind of thin. Like, they got a ton of stars, but after that, they've, they're rolling the dice with a lot of guys. And to me, Akeem Talib isn't as good as he used to be a couple of years ago, but he's still no. pretty freaking good. He's still a top-tier cornerback. He's just not, like, the best cornerback anymore. Marcus Peters gets burnt, but he also makes a lot of big plays. Yes, he does. I don't see how – I think people are underestimating the loss of Tlaib and Peters here tonight.
3: Yeah, and that you bring up a great point with their depth. I'll tell you one thing about the Rams. All their stars are great. But other than that, if a couple guys go down, things are going to be uh, problematic. Uh, not, not necessarily, Gabe, uh, now. Closer to the end of the year in the playoffs. And they're, they're very, very lucky that they have, you know, they have a, a division where they play the Seattle Seahawks. They have a division where they play, you know, the Arizona Cardinals. They have a division where they play a bunch of... And now San Francisco doesn't even have a damn quarterback, right? So Garoppolo gets hurt. And you go in there uh, with, uh, with C.J. Bethard, who we saw before, really can't get the job done. So I think a lot of the things that are happening with the Rams are going to happen in the playoffs. And uh, they better stay healthy because I'll tell you one thing, there's a, there's a lot of go- good teams there. They're just lucky they get to beat down on the lesser lights of that division because it's uh, one, of, one of the weaker divisions, especially with the injuries that the Niners have. Yeah, the Niners you know. are so beat down; it really helps the Rams out. That's the thing; they're going to have an, a cakewalk, Moretti to the end, probably to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, you look, you look at the division. Arizona now sending you know, Rosen out there. I actually like Seattle this week. I think Seattle's going to get it done there. So do
3: I. But so do I.
2: It's part of it. And look, Dalvin Cook is banged up. Is Dalvin Cook going to play? I think it hurts. I think it hurts the Rams more not to have Marcus Peters and Akeem to leave than it does the Vikings not to have Dalvin Cook. Latavius Murray is more than capable. Now, to me, tonight, Cam, the, the key elements, number one, the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings have to do a better job of protecting Kirk yes. Cousins. And number two, Kirk Cousins has to play well tonight. They gave Kirk Cousins, they made Kirk Cousins the highest paid player in the league. He just lost to the freaking Buffalo Bills. You know, they won thirteen and three last year, whatever the hell it was, with Case Keenum.
3: Yep. Viking. I know. I he's know. supposed to win these
2: games. You know, he's brought in here,
3: they pay him big money to win. I was talking to the guys on the Sunday show, and I don't think Cousins is that much of an upgrade from Case Keenum. He's a fantasy guy, Dave, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. For all the good plays he makes, he makes a lot of mistakes. On the other side, Moretti too. too, already got some Ryder Cup bets, so we can go over all that stuff, too, football and golf, brother. All right, good stuff. Whale cappers can step up and in.
2: Drew Dinkmeyer, game-time decisions for the FanDuel Sportsbook continues. Can't help but laugh, man. There's a dude here. Like we call him Larry David. And he looks like Larry David. <laughs>
3: There's a lot of guys in New York New Jersey who look like Larry David. Yeah, we've it's got the look.
2: The, we've got the video. We've got the video stream going up. Go to my Twitter account, twitter.com/sportsrage. slash If you're tuning in right now to the radio and you want to jump in the chat, it's on uh, on my YouTube page. Audio, of course, on Fantasy. But uh, this this dude's here all the time. Well, I'm here all the time too. But. He's a big, big fan favorite amongst the Rageaholics, and uh, everyone just loves him. We call him Larry David.
6: <laughs>
2: uh, no, this guy's the best. You love him like,
5: uh, <laughs> like he's stressing. He's bet. He's <laughs> bet like
2: two two dollar tickets and stuff. And like. Oh, you know. I love guy. No,
3: those are yeah. the, hey. It's what it's what our old buddy, uh, our old friend uh, Aloysius used to say. Marantz, so he goes. The thing about running the book is, you got the big fish, but we need lots of minnows to keep it going too. You want—it's basically like a big, big waterway. And you got big fish, you got little fish, but you need the little fish for all the big fish to survive too, right? You want everybody to play.
2: All right. So uh, speaking of playing, let's uh, bring in a man who plays uh, plays the game pretty well. Uh, yep. Let's talk. Let's talk some NFL football with a whale capper. You can find him over at SportsbookReview.com and, of course, uh, on Twitter. Uh, whale underscore capper whale capper kicking it in long beach california what's up whale capper how you doing buddy oh
7: you know pretty 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 good today yeah life's good on the coast huh <laughs> oh my goodness are you kidding life's the best on the coast
2: you know weather's weather's been pretty nice here on the east coast actually surprising
7: i've been oh, yeah, I've been. Wet- i love it when this, this time of year is the best man
3: oh yeah for sure nice open up the windows grab, grab you know what you sleep nice you don't sweat at night i love that because uh, you know i like this i sweat a lot so this weather's perfect 81 degrees here today
7: oh beautiful
2: Oh, wow, that's nice that's red san diego perfect weather.
7: Call, wow. day. Beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah. 81 degrees so giants and saints will be playing right behind us uh will capo we're at the uh, fan duel sportsbook uh, at the meadowlands and i always get a kick because every time i roll in here in, in a taxi and uh, they got a pretty good deal here. I've, I've learned something. So basically now, you take the train from Penn Station to Secaucus, and it's Secaucus, you, You're going to like this, Ken, because they're trying to get business at the Meadowlands. They give you a free $25 taxi voucher. That's amazing. Yeah. And they gave me that's one to great. get out of here. <laughs>
3: they gave me one to get no, out of here. So you get $50. $50? 50 that'll bring me there. No, and that's what those companies do. That's why I told you those, uh, those tour buses that go to the casinos, Instead of a fifty-dollar trip, it's only ten bucks, but you also get twenty dollars worth of slot play or you know five dollars off a meal and stuff like that. They got You should be treating these people well. They're they're coming in gambling their money. Give them something. Give them a reason to come back. Give them a,
2: a little bit of value. Now there is there is, and Drusilla in the chat raised a good point, and it is true. And even a guy in Seacock has told me that, because I said oh, it's a pretty good deal, a twenty-five-dollar voucher. He goes, yeah, you know it's a good deal, paying three fifty at the port authority for the bus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real I, good deal. Yeah, and I asked, I said, yeah, but how long does that really take anyways? So now I swear, I'll try the bus, all right, because everyone told me the same thing. I'm scared I'm going to get stuck in traffic for like 90 minutes on a bus. Yeah. But everybody says, no, no, it's 30 to 40 minutes. And to be honest, when hmm. you add up my train is the caucus and in the taxi out here, it took me about 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're right. I think ne- next time I'll just do the Port Authority bus. But nevertheless, that's just an inside tip for people in the area. And, of course, you want to get out to the Monmouth, uh, Monmouth uh, track. Yeah. Check out that Will Hill book. Uh, we're going to be out there soon enough as well. But let's talk about tonight's football game in your backyard, actually, Whale Capper. So what, what, what do you make of this? I personally think that, number one, there's too much of an overreaction because the Vikings lost last week and the fascinated the Bills. And, number two, I don't think people are reacting enough to Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters being out. What's your power rankings? What's your thoughts on this, uh, Capper?
7: I would uh, tend to agree with that. Uh, It's dog or nothing, probably in this spot. Uh, It's going to be a good game. I'm super excited for it. And you know, on one hand, you got to look at two teams that you're expecting to be absolutely in the discussion at the end of the year for the NFC title. Uh, And on one, you know, you think, like, oh, this is cool that we get a primetime game on Thursday that actually, like, means something. But at the same time, I kind of wish this was, like, you know, later in the season uh, on a Sunday when these guys were at full strength and and rested. Um, But, you know, the two points you point out are 100% accurate. Uh, There's been an overreaction in terms of downgrading uh, Minnesota. That's especially true because they're getting their center back. Uh, kid is uh, absolutely legit. Uh, Pat Elflein. Uh, he's go- he's going to be back in the uh, ball game tonight for Minnesota, um, and presumably that uh, solves some of their problems. You know, they they gave, they got uh, you know they got run amuck uh, against the Bills with the pass rush, and you know gave up some short fields and some sloppy turnovers, and it was just a sloppy overall day for the Vikes. Uh, and I'm sure that's shading things a little bit. The true line here should probably be about four, four and a half. Um, there's not a huge home field advantage in, uh, in L.A. Um, interesting nugget, uh, teams that travel from west or the Midwest to the, to the west coast to play in prime time uh, generally perform uh, below average because their body clocks are all screwed up. You know, it's like they're like, oh, it's time for bed. Like, I don't want to be going out there playing a you know football game right now uh but the vikings kind of you know they're deep they're they're a, a, an a you know a class a franchise they thought through this and they looked at all the data and they're like okay we're going to go out to la early to make sure we're prepared and we're ready and and uh in the best shape to perform and compete in this game so i, I think i'm i'm expecting a pretty uh, lively effort out of the underdogs tonight and uh uh, while I didn't necessarily put any hard-earned money on the Vikings, uh, I do really like the under, and that's kind of the same play in my book because you know I really think the Vikings', Vikings defense I think absolutely uh, has something to prove after giving up 27 points in one half to Josh Allen. Uh, and uh, you know, if, if anyone was kind of looking forward to this matchup, I'm guessing it was guys in the core of that defense, uh, and they're going to want to uh, kind of step up and remind the world why they're. Uh, Among the best in the league, so uh, I took under forty-nine. I think that's uh, probably a little. There's a little more edge there than on uh, Vikings. What's the current number on Vikings? Like seven, seven. Seven, Is it up seven seven and a half? Seven flat. Yeah, seven flat. Yeah, Yeah, seven flat. If uh, if there's like some kind of public like you know public steam setting up to seven and a half, maybe as you get closer to kickoff, I'll probably get take a Vikings seven and a half position. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily lay a whole bunch of juice on that. But um, that should be a great game. I'm excited for this one.
2: I like the Vikings as well, but as Whale Capper mentioned, Cam, and I talked about this stat uh, earlier in the day today today. Um, I did a video actually for FanDuel, and I brought it up. The teams that travel through two time zones, Cam, on Thursday night football, so not just one time zone, but two time zones, yep. they're 0-10 straight up. Uh-oh. Ooh. Yeah. I knew
3: it was bad. I knew. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's real bad. That's that, that's, a, that's debacle bad, yeah.
2: I know, 0 and That's 10. Fast, but like you said,
7: yeah.
2: Zimmer and the Vikings. I like the fact that they rolled in earlier on Tuesday. Yes. And how yes. about this, guys? You know, the, it's you know the Rams. LA is a weird town, right? I mean, when the Rams got there, you know they were getting 50,000 people. People jumped on the bandwagon more uh, once once they started to get good. But this is an early start there, guys. It's gonna be like 5:20 there, 5:15. You know, the the Rams yes. players aren't used to playing on a Thursday afternoon at five o'clock either. I think you know the Vikings' body clocks are going to be in sync, and like Will Copper stated, I like the fight. I think if you're the Vikings, it's like anything in life. If you screw up, you're like, let's do it again right away, right? You want to, you want to try it again yeah. right away. Oh yeah, exactly. It's great almost point. like it's almost like yeah, it's a short week, but I guarantee you, to a man, every one of these Viking players would have said, man, I'd like to play right now, like earlier in the week. You know what I'm saying, Will Capper? Like they want to get back out there after that, that that's humiliation. That's
7: great. You know, you try, to, you try to tease out edges based on motivational angles in the, in the NFL just because that's the way it goes, and I think you're on to something there.
2: I appreciate that. Will Coming ca- from a Duke guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah
3: exactly. <laughs> you're, 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 you're a smart guy, <laughs> Marantz. You're sharp. Hey, Will Capper, interesting. Uh, let's take a look at some of these other games on the board, and Gabe uh, Gable like this one too. I know you were on Cincinnati last week against his Carolina Panthers. And Carolina got it done. I know. But look I at this line. <laughs> yeah.
4: Look at the line movement yeah. in the Cincinnati carolina atlanta carolina, game. It's carolina,
3: crazy. Uh, yeah, I, Let's talk about that.
7: But if, before we get there, Carolina cannot sure. rack up a win this week. Thank God. I get a
2: <laughs> putting Yeah, you win. get the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: they, <laughs> they, kick, they cannot accrue a win. So I, I like it. This week. You uh, know what? It could catch up to yeah. them. They'll get in the but, bye week so early. Uh, it's too early for I a agree. bye week. But go on, well Captain. Yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, week yeah week four buys were always were always a nightmare. When your team gets an early buy, you always kind of shake your head. But um, yeah, with the, you, you mentioned the line move in the Cincy uh, Falcons game, that makes
8: yeah, that, down really to no
7: sense to me. Like so, some line moves make all kinds of sense. That one that one is an absolute head scratcher. Uh, I almost want to say that's a dummy move at some point, and you're going to see heavy duty influential money come back on in, on Atlanta on Sunday or something like that. Because this is a great spot for Atlanta, I'm tapping this at a seven-point game. Uh, Cincinnati's second week in a row on the road. We know how impactful that is early in the season. They're going to be a little bit tired, a little bit lethargic. They're going back uh, to um, play out-of-conference opponents, uh, you know, to a degree. At two, you know, they sit at two and one. They still probably feel like, you know, they've had a pretty successful season to this point. Uh, could catch them a little bit on their heels against an Atlanta team that desperately needs a win. Uh, this is Atlanta's third week in a row at home. Um, the, comf- you know, the comfort and the confines of that uh, beautiful dome with their offense clicking like they are, I think is going to be extremely effective against a Cincinnati defense that I had hot- much, much stronger expectations for coming into the season than they've proven out. Uh, they gave up pretty soft 23 points to Indianapolis. Um, they gave up a ton of points and yards to Baltimore in a game that they should have just put them away. Uh, and then against Carolina last week, we saw them concede 184 on the ground to Christian McCafferty. Now, a lot of this is because they haven't had Vontaze Perfect in lineup. He's still going to be out for this game, so that's huge. Uh, and, uh, you know, this to me this feels like uh, Carolina, I mean, sorry, like Atlanta uh, last chance to kind of get a win in this three-week three, uh, home stand uh, before they set out on a much tougher stretch of their schedule. I think they get it done. Um, I was. I, I. would not hesitate for a second back in Atlanta at four right now. Uh, I think that number gets teamed up to like probably six or so by Sunday. Uh, and um, the total as well is interesting. That thing got fed up in a heartbeat from 48 to 51 or whatever, and then it's just kind of sat there. Yeah, 50, um, 52 I wouldn't now, be surprised. 52. 52? Well, I, I would yeah. say, it, like, Kenny and Chris, in, in the really sharp offshores, they haven't really budged off 51. So I, I'm i not sure, you know, 52 might be they're trying to protect themselves or they're trying to, you know, they're preparing for a public onslaught of the over on Sunday or something like that. But whatever the case is, the, um, uh, you know, the team total for Atlanta is probably a sharper look than the full game over right now. I could see, you know, Dalton Andy Dalton threw four picks last week. I almost feel like we talked about this, and I was like, well, as long as Dalton doesn't, like, throw three in, you know, the the Bengals are five dogs, and he throws, he goes and throws four. So he he outdid himself. Uh, And, you know, we've seen in the past he's a confidence guy, uh, and you can, you know, there could be a little bit of a shadow, you know, throwing those four picks. He comes out, he plays a little bit more conservative. He's not trying to sling the ball. As well, and he maybe doesn't take advantage of the fact that Atlanta has a particular weakness right now in their secondary. They have lost two safeties. They lost their most important linebacker. Uh, the Atlanta defense is probably bottom five in the league. But uh, all that said, um, you know Atlanta to me is the right side in this one, and the, the line mover is, is a complete head scratcher.
2: There's two games that I find real intriguing. I want your opinion on uh, well, Capper, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chicago Bears. It's it's incredible, but one of these teams is going to be three and one. Uh, after after four yeah. weeks of play, you got Tampa coming on the short week against the Chicago Bears. I personally think that Fitzpatrick. You talked about Andy Dalton imploding. I personally think Fitzpatrick's gonna have a hard time yep. here. Uh, um, and if you get pressure on Fitzpatrick, he'll turn the ball over. Pittsburgh's defense is terrible, and we saw what happened in a prime time situation. I understand, and listen. I was I was on Arizona last week. Like I don't ride teams. Like I'll jump on and off the wagon. And, you know, I didn't you think the Bears it. should be six-point favorites. And now I just see the Bears in a pretty good spot here. When I look yes. at this game, I yeah. think the Tampa implodes. Short week, vicious defense. Uh, the other, I guess, Devils advocate all, Trubisky this at 4.9 yards per attempt and that. But I just think on a short week, Fitzpatrick's in a lot of trouble against uh, Khalil Mack and this vicious Bears defense.
7: I love this look. Uh, I wouldn't shy away from backing the Bears in the at all. Uh, and for all the points you mentioned, uh, I think the likelihood that Fitzpatrick plays himself out of a job in this game is very real. Yeah. Um, and you know the the Bears defense. Not only are they like especially, um, not only are they especially good with Mac now, kind of you know getting getting his full uh, full you know rep rep count, but um, but they're good at Soldier Field. That field has long grass, slow. Uh, we saw a lot of the success that the receivers in Tampa Bay had last week was because the field was wet and slick. Uh, and so, you know, you have an advantage as a receiver in that you know where your route is going, and you play in a, you know, you play in a bunch of average defensive talent like Pittsburgh has, and you have the advantage of, you know, you're going to be able to get them on their heels because it's wet out there, and you can get guys wide open, and it's a lot, hell of a lot easier for Fitzpatrick to hit wide open windows than it is if he's You know, if he's got a much tighter coverage, and on top of all this, the Bears are a ball-hawking unit. They turn the ball over well. We've seen Fitzpatrick already start to slip into a little bit of his, you know, his old turnover-prone self. Uh, If that, you know, he's he's a waxing and waning kind of guy, and he certainly feels like he's waning. And and I could entirely see a five turnover, a four turnover type of performance, uh, where uh, you know this is the last we see of him in 2018. Um, My play on this one, I'm going to go under. Uh, I think 46 is laughably high for a soldier field game uh, with uh, two teams that have good matchups on defense for the other opponents strength. Um, the, you know the Tampa Bay defense is not good, but they at least can stop the run. Uh, and so if the you know the Bears haven't really figured out how to most effectively use Howard this season, um, so I'm not like particularly scared of Howard, kind of racking up yards and points here uh, on top of the fact that, uh, you know, if if, it, if they do comfortably handle uh, Tampa Bay, then, you know, they can run out the clock and just, just, you know, shorten the game. You know, this is the kind of game where you look up at, uh, you know, 3 o'clock and you're like, wow, how is the Bears already in the fourth, you know, end of the fourth quarter? Every other game is like just starting the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, it's uh, under under 46 is kind of one of my, my favorite looks of the week. and so, uh, But I like your Bears call, too
2: all right we've only got about a minute and a half here uh bill's big win last week i don't know it feels like they probably get tattooed this week but the packers packers have failed to cover in six straight home games will capper it's a big number too aaron Rodgers not 100 uh, percent. quick take we got less than a minute on this one bill's packers
7: yeah i i this was an easy one to stay away from the line is just bizarre no way you know we we saw the Packers and the Vikings we saw them play in Lambeau and they played they played to a draw uh, they tied they and then you know now we see Buffalo was 16 and a half point dogs last week and they're 10 and a half this week and then bet down gets bet down to 10 like you're telling me that we were really making a 6 point adjustment for Buffalo on one week on one week that that's that's utterly ridiculous it uh, shows so it shows the public value, though
2: that they remember what yeah. they saw last only all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, no the, for sure the books were expecting public bills money to come, and so they put a premium on backing the bills as a double-digit dog for the second straight week. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, to me that's still it's still a dicey proposition. Uh, laying, you know, laying 10 points in the NFL is, is rough, uh, even with <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, in Lambeau where he comfortably scores 28 every game. Uh, you can so, find you know, uh, as, as the Packers deep, Yeah, yeah. You
2: can find yeah. Whale Capper. Unless you have, you have time, you want to hang on to the other side of the breaker. you got to go Whale Capper. Five seconds to the side. Oh, yeah, sure. All right, hang on. <laughs> we'll be right back with Whale Capper. <laughs> He's back. He's
6: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. 843-6879. The fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
2: Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart Radio, and a bunch of other places. Kicking it here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Got uh, Thursday night football here this evening. Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we're talking Week Four right now with Whale Capper. You can find him on Twitter whale underscore Capper, as well as uh, over at sportsbookreview.com's uh, YouTube page. Um, you know, I'm looking at this card this week, and you know we've done pretty well in the NFL. We're nine five and one in the Super Contest so far, so we'll take that. But I find this card to be the hardest of the bunch uh, here, Whale Capper. Like I'm having a hard time coming up with five games I like. I really am.
6: And,
2: uh, you probably you and I seem to disagree on everything all the time. So, uh, but respectfully. So what about what about the Texans and the Colts? Because I gotta be honest. I'll make
8: a couple. Cases. I'm, yeah, I'm I'll the only one. A Everyone I yeah. talk to I'm, loves the Texans
2: in this week. I like the Colts, and I'm telling you right now, uh. the Colts are good. The Colts are going to win this game, and then Bill O'Brien's sorry ass is going to get fired sure. on Monday. But li- listen to this one, Marente. Before That's Will my Kapper, prediction.
3: No, we're going to do Gabe? It's a parlay. I'm going to actually... win. <laughs> O'Brien fired. <laughs> yeah, no, what I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to do too. I'm going to take Houston, but I'm going to hedge it with Bill O'Brien getting fired. But you got the floor there, uh, whale capper.
7: Ooh. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Um, Why not? Okay, You're a okay. winner either yeah, way because if they lose, do he's
2: done. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Yeah, we got a good uh, we got a good disagreement here because I am on the Texans money line. Um, I knew my you case were is say not that. very. It's not. Yeah, it's not very complicated. It's not very complicated here. Uh, before you know, and you know, I know what you're saying about the card and the week. Like it is a really tough week, uh, without a doubt. Like we have all of these matchups where you are kind of matched up against the team that you had relatively high expectations for in the preseason and has underachieved versus some teams that are like, they were not expected to do as well and they've overachieved a little bit. Yeah. And kind of making sense of like, do we kind of still think what we thought preseason or have we have to totally throw it all out and completely recalibrate re-ca- you know, re- uh, our expectations for these teams? It's really tough. Uh, and this game is a really good example of that because clearly the Colts have Covered uh, the last two spreads. They probably should have covered that. You know, probably should have won that game against uh, Cincinnati if they don't implode in the fourth quarter. Uh, oh. They could be two and one and three zero oh against the spread here. Um, meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, uh, the Texans have looked pretty awful, uh, and we expected this team to compete for the AFC South, and they're nowhere, nowhere near competitive uh, for that title. And uh, in the preseason, the look-ahead line for this spot was supposed to be uh, Houston minus three. Even last week, uh, Westgate uh, Superbook was hanging uh, look-ahead lines for week four. They were thinking they were going to hang uh, Houston minus one and a half. So it's been a huge swing in terms of perception and, and how they have adjusted these numbers. And I don't know that it's 100% warranted, especially for this particular spot where you got you got a guy like uh, Deshaun Watson who is particularly good.
5: It away. <laughs> he's I'm particularly good at throwing the ball deep
7: and uh indy can't necessarily defend that as well
3: yeah i'm on you know what, whale capper i'm on houston too so we agree and gabe and i agree on now uh, we, we agree on one thing with the chicago bears there we like the chicago bears i'm with you on houston let's talk about a couple other games here miami miami and new england's an intriguing game we're getting seven now it's down to new england six and a half What are you thinking about uh, this game right now with the the Patriots minus six and a half? They've looked awful. I want to take Miami, but who the hell knows? Maybe New England uh, gets the rack together. What do you think?
7: Yeah, this is the same kind of story as Houston Indy. We were expecting in the preseason to see a number like uh, New England minus 11 here. Last week, we were expecting to see a number like New England minus nine, uh, nine and a half. It ends up opening at seven. Uh, I'm not seeing a ton of support for the Patriots here. Even the public is a little bit wary of this team. Uh, traditionally in years past when people finally kind of cool on wanting to back the Patriots is a good time to buy low on them. Uh, But I'm going to wait it out one more week. I'm going to wait and see uh, what, you know, if I can get a particular, you know, if if this can be a pretty close game and we can get a better number uh, on the Patriots playing against the Colts next week, I'm going to look for them on Thursday night football. Uh, You know, I'm I'm in in a, in a dream universe, uh, Patriots win a tight one here and they open a line like, um, New England minus six and a half or minus seven against the Colts in Week Five.
3: Yeah, we we used to get well, we used to whale cap or get these lines. Remember when Miami used to play New England? And we were getting 14 points at Foxborough. But you've seen you've seen New England. You saw that game against Detroit. They're absolutely horrible, right? And the, and Bel- Belichick, we all think he's some kind of genius. You know, oh, well, we can get it together. They are a second half team, but. What we've seen has been so bad defensively. Detroit ran all, all over them. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher in years. Carry on Johnson. He's banging off big carries in that game. It's a whole different story with that team right now. I'm just not. I'm not necessarily sure uh, New England could just turn on the switch. What's your What's your take on the Patriots? And if the Dolphins win this hell, they have no, a that, chance to win the damn division. You know? No, I, I
7: 100% agree. Uh, it's It's so okay. So let, let's frame this a little bit more carefully. So the uh, the Patriots had a brutal schedule in terms of travel to start the season. Not only did they have to be on the road the last two weeks of the preseason, but then two of the first three weeks of the regular season, they're on the road. That's a hell of a lot of travel for a team that's kind of getting in shape and finding themselves. You combine that with the fact that traditionally New England likes to kind of warm up into the season. They treat the first four weeks of the season like an extended preseason pretty often. Um, great, great example was that Detroit game. Like their offensive play calling was just bizarre. Like, the way they were trying to incorporate Sonny Michelle, like, you didn't make sense at the time. You're like, why are they forcing this? Like, what is going on with this team? Like, they're not even trying to develop any of these young receivers. They're just going to wait for Edelman to come back. And, you know, they, I think we got our answer because Rex Burkhead goes on IR this week, and they're literally like, we need to figure out what we have in Sunny Michelle ASAP, or we're going to be screwed later on in the season. So I think you know, you're talking about a team in the Patriots that, you know, they're going to do what they can to get a win in this game because it's very, very important for them in terms of the overall scope of winning the AFC East, not to get, you know, go down one and three to a four and zero Miami team. So, you know, it, it, to a degree, they're going to, you know, pull out all the tricks and, and uh, you know, kitchen sink type of game for them, especially if they're down at halftime or down in the third or fourth quarter. So it's, it's, it's a spot where you maybe want to look for a live live bet on the Patriots if uh, if the Dolphins can, you know, get they've been a hot start, you know, hot start in a couple of these games. Uh, Jets game was especially memorable hot start for them. If they have that type of uh, performance to open things up, then I'll probably look looking to get involved on uh, on the Patriots live. But uh, you're right, we know it. This is one of the most depleted, least talented rosters they've ever put on Tom Brady. Uh, we said it back in uh, in August when we were at the uh, International Football Conference, like that you stack up this Patriots team versus Patriots teams of the last decade, and this is probably the lowest ranked and not particularly close. And it's almost the, the arrogance, isn't again. it?
4: <laughs>
7: it's the arrogance of Bill Belichick, in a sense,
2: that he thinks you know what we don't need this guy, we don't need that guy, and he just went a step too far. Like we see what our Brandon Cooks. They can't stretch the field now. Sully Gronk gets double teamed because no one is the threat anywhere else, and it's a domino effect. Nailed it. I read an interesting, I right. read an interesting quote um, from from a scout. They were talking about the Patriots, and he basically said they've got about eight good starters on this football team, and you know, that guys are really right. if you if you, yeah, high. if you yeah if you yeah and if you look at the talent they have, and everyone talks about the offense, but specifically defense, not much of a pass rush, just not a lot of skill and talent. Whale capper.
7: No, they're slow they're slow and they're old and you if you can draw a direct line to GM Bill Belichick uh, he is you know coach Bill Belichick has been bailing out GM Bill Belichick for like 10 years you go back yeah, to just, yeah, like yeah. If, 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 if you're <laughs> listening and you're like if you're listening and you're like this sounds like nonsense just go look at Patriots draft classes going back to 2008 they continuously fail to identify meaningful you know good talent early in the draft They're, they just constantly whiff. you look at this last year's draft talent half of them are on ir a couple of them this preseason you know they, these guys are not contributing to the team and you know they they have kind of ad- adjusted their approach since they can't draft uh they kind of try to trade for guys and you know use their draft capital to get you know me- mediocre players around the league and try to coach them up But that's not working anymore. You know, these guys are not good enough to, you know, Tom Brady can only elevate their performance so much. And as you said with the defense, like, they do not have the horses. They don't have the speed. They don't have the power. They are, you know, they they can overpower a team with a bad offensive line like Houston, like we saw week one. Uh, But when they go up against a team that has a competent offensive line, good luck. They are going to be having a very difficult time getting off the field. And I'm not sure, you know, there's not there's not an awful lot of obvious clues to me that something's going to come and save that. But uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to hold off on making like a final judgment until we see them play like weeks five, six, seven, because it's been a lot of years in a row that they've kind of treated these four, first four weeks of the regular season like an extended preseason. So it's not really yeah. fair to kind of evaluate what you have with the Pats until like midseason.
8: The um,
2: the stakes are higher because the Dolphins have a three and zero record, uh, and you know it's it's one of the uh, to me to me this is the toughest week and I just uh, we had a little bit of an issue here it's the first time we ever had but uh, what was I gonna do start arguing with the guy live on the radio here
5: <laughs> so uh,
4: I'm like okay. you know
7: what you know what it was man you know what it was it was uh, the the FanDuel book was like we got to cut these guys off they're, they're giving away too much
4: good stuff we're gonna get I
7: know to I
2: you. know
3: <laughs>
7: uh, they were worried
2: they were worried about a video feed. We had a live video feed going, and uh, normally, listen, we've done we've done numerous shows here before and never had an issue, but it's quieter. It's the afternoon, and there's different people yeah. here, and uh, they're probably a little bit more uptight since they screwed up and had to give away $82,000 to someone last week for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bring up good points. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I find this week the toughest week of them all, guys. Like, I want to take the Dolphins, but that little voice inside tells me, ah, it's not going to end well. I want to take the Bills, but I'm worried about that one.
3: How about the Titans
2: and the Eagles, guys? Yes,
3: line movement, too. Another tough one. Line movement, too, Morenzi. You should have pulled. you, You know what? I'll give you credit for that. You like the Tennessee at four. I'm seeing Tennessee three and a half offshore now, guys. So, people people are believing Ooh, win last week yeah well uh, we'll see what happens huh. with the eagles if it can get down to three i think people are going to pull the trigger whale capper what's your take i know morenci like the titans at four uh, are they a dangerous home dog what do you think about this game
7: yeah it's interesting uh, i felt regret not getting the threes on the open because i was like that's not a great line that's going to go up you know people are going to be like oh went to the second game now i'm all in on the eagles uh but uh to see that there's buyback is surprising. Um, Tennessee is a team that I am really struggling to kind of figure out their identity, especially on offense. Like they, you know, we've seen Gabbard play a bunch. Mar- Marcus Mariota clearly is like well below hundred um, percent. And, you know, they aren't really finding a very good balance with their new offensive coordinator between running and passing and like constructing drives and constructing series. So it's, it's a little tough to feel Uh, like they can go and compete with, you know, the world-beating Philadelphia Eagles, uh, especially with Carson Wentz now in his second week back. We're probably going to see Alshon Jeffrey, which is huge because the Eagles have not impressed so far this season on offense, and a lot of that has been due to the fact that they really don't have a lot of healthy weapons. So if Alshon Jeffrey's healthy and he's in there, I think the Eagles are probably the right side. Uh, And if it gets back down to three, I'm going to do some serious thinking about that because, you know, when you hang a line like three with all that juice and you – you know, you you have a soft move up to four. Uh, to me, that tells me that you know the bookmakers think that the Eagles cover this one going away.
2: Yeah, it's it's a scary one. It's it's a tough one. That one, Cam. You said
3: it. The board's scary, man. Like I'm like, like even like, look at the next game, guys. Like Cleveland, Oakland. Sure, Oakland's desperate, but do I hell do I want to lay three points with the damn Raiders Hard at to home? Trust that either, so, that's the thing. Like Whale Cap or what? Cleveland and Oakland's. Gonna Are the be Browns gonna game. cover four weeks in a row?
7: Are they going to do it? It would be amazing. That's an exciting game. It's one of the ones on Sunday I'm the most looking forward to. I played the over in this one just because, for whatever reason, this week I felt like I had a lot better feel on a bunch of totals, so I ended up playing five totals and only four sides. Uh, But the over in this one is a look I like a lot. The Oakland defense um, has shown a pretty consistent pattern uh, of falling apart in the second half and in the fourth quarter of these games. Uh, And I would trace that back to the fact that they're not very deep uh, they're not doing a very good job of rotating in guys who can make stops and make plays in the first half uh, of these games. And so they can't protect leads. And we've seen them blow some, you know, we saw them blow a lead to the Rams in spectacular fashion week one. They gave up 23 nothing in the second half of that game. Uh, and then they did it again in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins where they just, you know, they gave up a soft 14 points. And so I think, you know, that my my angle on the side heading into this game really is like, if you think you have a desperate Oakland team on your hands and you think you have a Cleveland team that potentially is, you know, still a little hungover from their first win in like 20 years, uh, it could be an opportunity to back Oakland in the first half and then come back on that and uh, look for a Cleveland second half play. Uh, But um, you know, I could very well see, you know, we could be living in a world where Cleveland's two, one and one and uh, (laughs) sitting at or near the top of the, of the AFC North, which is just crazy.
2: Baker Mayfield, it's his first first road start. That kid doesn't seem to have any fears. Guys in his veins, Jim.
3: I, I love him. And the thing is, out of these other quarterbacks that came in, we got to judge uh, – josh rosen a little bit different that was with the game on the line and the bears were breathing down his neck after bradford the two picks and fumble you can't really expect the kid to go down like he did in college and win the game baker mayfield though when tyrod taylor went out there this guy was jumping to get jumping he was ready boom all the plays he ran the balls were accurate i know it's at home i know it's at home but you got to believe like this guy he, he obviously did his homework there guys and uh you know he was prepped and ready to play and i expect the same thing against a very bad oakland defense
7: you know what might be an interesting right. look in this one? Like, uh, if you don't really want to take a side but you want to have some action on this, maybe look for, like, Baker Mayfield rookie of the year prop. Like, if he wins this game and they get a little bit of momentum, like, that market is going to completely flip and he's going to be an overwhelming favorite. Uh, if You know, if he wins is basically his first two ever NFL games and he's got Browns, like, you know, he's, he's got a good roster. Like, the Browns roster is talented as hell we've always kind of said like they were a quarterback and a coach away from really being like a legitimate team and uh they're still a coach away obviously and they could you know they could stumble down the stretch here uh but uh but you know R- B- baker Mayfield rookie of the year is probably still in the plus money range uh and that might be a fun way cuz like you know a plus one plus 150 plus 200 type of ticket on Mayfield rookie of the year right now might look like a minus 300 or something next week if he beats the raiders
2: whale capper you can find him on twitter whale underscore capper as well as uh, that's the best place to find you right capper and you throw everything up on twitter
7: yeah all my all my content twitter.com
3: thanks for joining the show there whale capper have a good one buddy
7: i appreciate talking to you guys and best of luck this weekend
3: yeah thanks uh, great
7: stuff with whale capper
3: it's going to be tough, Morence. Uh, like, Will Capper did something interesting. He said, I'm playing more totals than sides this week, and maybe we got to get on that train. I know you play a hell of a lot more totals than I do, but I'm going to start looking at some more totals because I'm not going to force these uh, games. I want to keep the train rolling. we got to build units. i got bills to pay, mortgages to pay off, and, you know, I don't want to have losing weeks. So maybe this uh, less sides, more totals, buddy. I know you play a lot more totals than I do.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I've actually stayed away from totals. I mean, I, I I've played less teasers and less totals than I normally do yeah. uh, this year. Uh, but I think there is money to be made in the totals. As evident. you look at the dailyroto.com betting machine, and um, they're killing the totals over 70%. I think 73% right now. That's and amazing. most of their best bets for this week are total bets uh, as well.
3: Talk a little golf on the other side, buddy. I got some picks for you.
1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. I know, no, man. No shit.
2: Right, game Time Decisions. Ready? It's Radio. Thanks to Whale Capper. Great stuff with Whale Capper there, Kev.
3: I like Will Capper. Uh, basically, we, we're all on the Bears, so I think the Bears are going to pull the trigger with. We agreed there. and uh, it's, uh, I knew you guys would disagree, and me and you are on a lot of the same stuff, but hey, you're on Indy. I'm on Houston. That's why I'm going to do the old Houston uh, two-step hedge, Morency. take a shot with the Texans, and uh, you know what? Do the Bill O'Brien. So if I lose the bet, he'll be the first guy to get fired with uh, more money. I'll win more money with that than the game. It seems like a smart hedge to me.
2: Yeah, if you can find a book that Bill O'Brien is the first coach fired, I would I would take that bet uh, right now. I just don't. Is there anyone else even that could possibly be? <laughs> like, no. I don't see it. I know everyone thinks that oh, this is the week they're going to show up and they're desperate. They were desperate last week. They should have shown up last week. You know, Bill O'Brien somehow has managed to ruin and contain Deshaun Watson, which is hard to do. You know, Deshaun Watson's so good. Just let him do his thing. Yet. No, Of course, Bill O'Brien's got him under center. Bill O'Brien's playing too conservative. Bill O'Brien doesn't coach to win. And then, uh, what happens? You know, They end up being 0-3 right now.
3: And you said it. Take a look at the other coaches that would be on the hot seat. The Raiders aren't going to fire Gruden. They brought him to, to, get, the, to get them to, to Vegas. That makes absolutely no sense. Cardinals, they got a new coach. They're, they're a team in turmoil right now. Can't just fire the guy. The guy just started the job. You look at the, all the other teams, it's just Bill O'Brien – makes total sense because when you look at teams with expectations the Patriots, obviously Bill Belichick, like go up and down the list, Gabe. And it's the only one, like it makes the, it makes the most sense right now. We could have got a great number at the start of the year because people like the Houston Texans, but now it seems inevitable. They lose that game. They got to do something. That team's too talented to, to, to piss away the season.
8: Yeah. They,
2: the Texans are massive, massive disappointments. They're consistent and perennial underachievers um, you know, Bill O'Brien was warned. I've talked a lot about Bill O'Brien over the years. And Bill O'Brien was warned basically by the ownership group and management in Houston. It was two years ago they called him in and they said, listen, we expect more than 9-7 and seven every year. I think he went 9-7 and seven four years in a row, which is sort of a model of consistency. But if you look at the salary, you know, the salaries that they have and the money that they spend and the players that they bring in, I mean, you've got one of the best wide receivers in the league. And DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they needed a running back, they gave Lamar Miller all this money. I'm not a big Lamar Miller fan, but he's all right. Yeah, he's
4: okay. Um, he's no,
2: defensively, you know, you have J.J. Watt. You've got Clowney. Like, they've spent money. The owner, like the Houston Texans have never said, no, no, we're not going to pay this guy. Like, they pay people. They pay people big money. And they're not getting results. And O'Brien just can't seem to get more than 9-7 and seven or worse uh, out of this team. And I thought that it was a perfect opportunity with Deshaun Watson being hurt and in the offseason to just sort of start anew here. You know, we all know that Bill O'Brien and Sean Watson aren't going to be joined at the hip for the rest of their careers. So it's inevitable. And, you know, really, if they lose this game, I think they can justify it and fire him uh, after four weeks. And I know a lot of people think I'm crazy, and, you know, Mark Lawrence said, oh, it's way too early. They won't fire – they're yeah. not going to fire him yet. They do it, but – I think it's compounded and it's sort of uh, it's, it's building up from past years as well, to be honest.
3: Yeah, it is. And there's an expectation. And it's not just that, Gabe, like a lot of the time, you know, when you're when we're watching the football games, sometimes I'll check my phone, my fantasy. And I go on the blogs from the local hometown team. It's just he's getting reamed like all the all, all the old school football guys in Houston. They, they've had enough The beat writers like this guy, like the pressure's on. And it's, it's getting to be a very, very serious position. We talk about Jacksonville. They're ready to take the next step. Hell, Tennessee to beat, beaten Jacksonville the last three games. They swept them last year. They beat them this year. Like, There's no excuses for the Houston Texans anymore. They should have, with the weapons that they have, be a wicked team. They're not. You can't take care of business against Indianapolis. I agree. That's the only thing to do. You have to make a cultural change. It has to be done.
2: Well, he got lucky last year because Deshaun Watson got hurt. Watson got hurt. And exactly. don't forget... Don't forget, he's the one that wanted Tom Savage. He wanted Tom Savage uh, over Deshaun Watson. And it was only because Tom Savage was that bad. And then they put they put Deshaun Watson in. And um, and, and then he gets hurt. So that sort of bought O'Brien because they are like, oh, look at this offense with Deshaun Watson. Yet O'Brien, instead of creating the offense around Deshaun, he's asking Deshaun to do his offense, which I hate. I hate when coaches do this. And coaches that do this usually don't last very long either. And, you know, this is what Bill O'Brien is doing. I've never understood that, Cam. Like, the Bills used to do that with, um, with Nate Hackett yeah. and Doug Marone. Exactly. It's weird how they've adapted now. I'll give them credit. They've gotten better and learned their lesson. But they used to get frustrated and say, well, you know, the players just couldn't execute the play. And it's like, you know, remember when Greg Romans was the, the coach with, with Buddy Ryan? And Greg Romans had 300 run plays. So he had 300 variations of different run plays. And then he would throw the team under the bus. Wow, it's a complicated playbook. You know, maybe in a year they'll learn it. And it's like, instead of that, I don't know, dude, how about you come up with, instead of 300, how about you come up with five good run plays? And, and, you know, and Taylor made them to the the, the talent that you have. Like the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, I, I heard he said something interesting once about the complication of their offense. And he was saying it really isn't complicated. No, Brady said that, he said, we basically run the same six plays. And it's funny that he admitted it. He goes, we run the same six plays, but variations of the play.
3: Yep, exactly. He
2: goes, you know, we run the same play, but it might be to the left, it might be to the right, it might be to the middle. And even Brady goes, he goes, you know, it's better to have a small arsenal of plays that you do really well than this massive playbook that you don't do well, right? And it makes a
8: lot of sense.
3: I'm going to tell you something, and you know this being a musician. Part of the art of being a guitarist, if you know, you, not everybody, starts, yeah, less like is Joe more, right? that's the thing. Less is more. And you talk about like really good guitarists. And I was like, like you know, I, I listened to some interviews and some guys are not as good. He goes, you know what you got to do then? Know four chords, but know them inside out. You have variations of that. You could do so many different things. You know that playing guitar. And that's what it's like. Why the hell would you want to do all these other things that you don't know how to do? Know what you know. Expand upon that. And then you're going to get better anyway and have variations of it. I agree. 300 run plays is just absolutely stupid. And Bill O'Brien, sometimes, I don't know what he thinks, the smartest guy in the room. but And that's another thing. You bring in a talent like Deshaun Watson who ripped it up at the collegiate level at Clemson, Gabe, you know what? Well, you play to his strengths. You have to, as a coach, say, how do I get the best out of my guys? We want to do things this way because this is what he does well. And then that will make you smart instead of saying, ah, I'm the coach. You know, we're going to do it this way because I was taught it this way. Well, you know what? A lot of a lot of coaches now, you have to be adaptable. Tom Coughlin even talked about it. You know, he's like, Listen, I used to beat these guys into the ground. Then I started to have pizza night and bowling nights. Once in a while they want to see him a real human being, not a guy that's just gonna scold them all the time. You gotta adapt, but Bill O'Brien doesn't seem like a guy that's really adapted to the new NFL. No, that's a
2: good point. He doesn't adapt. You're right. That's that's the whole point. He's he's the same guy every year and we we've seen yeah. this. You know, with the same record every year. And at James. some point and even look at yeah. You know, and it's not the toughest division that he's playing in either. That's another thing, right? I mean, that's why the Jags won last year. The Jags—that's the thing. I think the Jags are overrated, and the Jags look better. The Jags look better than they really actually are, because you look at last year. Um, you know, look, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was out, um, and. Um, it's, you know It wasn't a hard division for the Jags last year. Deshaun Watson was hurt for the Houston Texans. Andrew Luck was out for the Colts. So the Jags basically competed with an average Titans team. Sort of looked a little better than they did. Yet, without being stated, this game against the Jets this week, I kind of think it's a bad spot for Sam Darnold here. We were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. struggling, I think, in Chicago. I can yeah. see Sam Darnold getting confused and the Jags being in a pretty, pretty pissed-off mood after last week.
3: No, that's a really good point. The Jags will respond well. They're well-coached, and the players understand. The Jets still ha- they still have problems. And great point that you bring up. Let's take a look at the J- Jacksonville's win now. Does that win against New England? It doesn't impress me at all now, watching New England, the way they shit the bed against Detroit. I was on Jacksonville that day. I'm like, wow, look what they're doing to New England. Detroit did the same thing to New England. It's a New England problem. It's not that the Jags are, you know, so much better than they were before. Sure, Bortles is getting a little bit more confidence with his throws, and D.D. Westbrook and Cole had a good game. But other than that, you know what I mean, when I'm watching the, the results now and looking how bad New England is, is that win that impressive to you, Morency Not as much as before.
2: No, it's a very good point. You know, but that's what I'm saying. This week just confuses me. <laughs> just, it just really does it's tough. confuse it's me tough. this week. In which I don't want to lay seven and a half. I don't want to lay seven and a half with the Jags. But do I trust the Jets taking the seven and a half? No, not really. And there's, there's a lot of that this week. It's like the Packers and the Bills game, I feel that way. Uh, the Dolphins game and the Patriots game, I feel that way, where I have a hard time trusting either team. Like I said this by far is the toughest week. Yeah, we all know, Cam, there's been times where we're like, oh, we love the card this week. I end up going 0-5. Right? And there's times where I'm like, Oh, I don't know, man. I don't like the card. I don't like the board this week and you end up doing really well. You can never you never really know. You know, you never you you know, you can love something and before you bet it. It's like a teaser. Every damn teaser looks yeah. good before you bet it. Oh,
3: of course they do. They look they look amazing. Like getting the extra points it's just your eyes pop out. You're right, though. And, and and this is where discipline comes into play, right? We talk about the new things. You know, you're you're in a place where you got to drop down a lot of money for things, like the cost of living, this and that. Well, you know what I mean? Now you're going to pick your spots. If it's a game that you like, you're going to approach it with a methodical approach. You're not just going to bang off the board and like, go, oh, I'm doing this and this. Like, maybe it's less games this week, you know? Maybe it, it, that's that's what we have to do. Like, if if it's not a comfortable card, we're not going to force the issue there. We're just going to bet the games that we like and, you know, talking – uh, talking to whale cap or talking to you and just going over my notes and looking at some stuff. Uh, I think the bears is going to be a game that I uh, pull a bigger trigger on. I'm with you. I think, uh, I think Fitzpatrick goes in that environment. I think he gets rattled. The Bears can bring so much heat with their front seven. Hell, Pittsburgh, you talked about it. Pittsburgh, their defense is horrible, and they made picks in them. And he made red zone interceptions, too. Like, this is what they're doing. They're chucking the ball 40, 45 times a game. Well, against the Bears, I think that's a recipe for disaster. I kind of like the Bears to win, like, a you know, a a 20, 27 to, like, 10 type of game, 31 to, 31 to 13, that type of game. I think they're going to comfortably cover that number of three, Gabe.
2: Yeah, I like it. It's it's scary when the Bears become one of your top picks.
3: I know. The week, but I know the, week, I, 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 I know. the, the only
2: game I like three? actually. I like yeah. your. I, I was on them last week. I like your Seattle Seahawks.
3: Yeah, I was yeah, the on Seattle, Seattle
2: Seahawks got it done last week. It was a good spot for them last week. But now you get Arizona. Arizona's, you know, I was wrong. I guess about Arizona. They just can't get it going. I guess with Rose, it'll be a little bit of a spark. But I, you know, I just can't. I just got to take Russell Wilson in a short line like this. Arizona's uh, I, I, showing us nothing.
3: I, actually, they have. They have shown nothing. I know it's a Seattle 3, Arizona might be a little bit more desperate. But, no, I don't trust the quarterback situation being at Bradford or Rosen. I, I think it's a bad spot for them. Seattle's defense you know l- let's give them a little bit of credit they've been, they've been banged up Gabe and it was that one pick six away from Chicago was playing good football Seattle was in that game they could have tied up that game and things could have be been a hell of a lot different when you were up in Kitchener doing the band stuff you remember that Monday night or like that Seattle was started to claw back in a tough environment where the Bears looked good then they go on then then they have Dallas at home everyone's like yeah yeah Dallas well no Seattle kicked their ass they should do the same thing against Arizona. The Seattle has players coming back as well. They're still a pretty decent team. And you know what? And I like the the chemistry I saw. Earl Thomas against the team that he might have been traded to made some huge he made a huge pick in that game. He made huge plays. It looked like they kinda had their chemistry going. Doug Baldwin had an instance on the sidelines where I thought him and an assistant coach were gonna get in a fist fight. Then they ended up like you know, giving each other the fist pump. Like, I love you, bro. Like, there's just a lot of tension there in Seattle because expectations are always high, right, Gabe? And it's weird to see them as that team that, you know, falling back. But they got a lot of true professionals on that team. They're not just going to sit around and go, you know what? And now with the 49ers situation, I get it. The Rams are the cream of the crop in that division. But, but hell, Seattle must be licking their chops going, okay, well, San Francisco's got Beathard as the quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals suck. Maybe we can make a move in a weak division and get a wild card.
8: You know, they, like you said, it's,
2: it's way early in the season. Nobody's waving any flags uh, just yet. All right, uh, Bet DSI celebrating 20 years, is the industry's biggest and safest betting site. Great uh, customer service, fast, easy uh, payments. You can play virtually every sport over at DSI. Hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events. You can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head over to BetDSI and start winning today.
3: Yep, there's going to be, I'll tell you, Gabe, uh, I watched the Ryder Cup uh, press conference. It was, uh, you know, very interesting stuff, very interesting stuff. Like none of these teams have had been teams before it's rookie with the older guy like the both captains went up to each other and said okay you want to bring it on let's bring it on like look at the fourth match you got tiger woods and patrick reed together that's nuts like two like guys that are huge emotional guys up against molinari and fleetwood that are like you know cool calm as cucumbers casey and hatton more powder kegs for the European team, Spieth and Thomas friends. So that should be an interesting match. McElroy and Olison, guys who can spray the ball everywhere, but also can be really, really lethal up against Johnson and Fowler. And the opening match, which I really like Europe in, I think Rose and John Rahm absolutely kicked the crap out of uh, Kepka and Finau in the opening match, and he only got to lay 35 cents. I'm going to tell you something. I think Europe wins three out of the four matches. I might bet Europe in... Three to four matches. I might take them in every single match. I'm a little bit worried about McElroy, uh, the McElroy Oleson match, and Casey and Hatton are volatile, but I really like Rose and Rom, and I'm telling you something, Gabe, at plus 105. But I'm again, and
2: female, really?
3: Yep, yeah, yeah. and I'm smashing Molinari and Fleetwood against Reed and Woods. I'll tell you something about the fairways they're 23 to 25 yards across tiger woods has been playing better but one thing he does is spray the ball patrick reed could get in that too consistent ball striking with molinari and fleetwood i see a huge advantage with europe and we're getting plus money with the europeans there i think molinari and fleetwood are a really good bet over patrick reed and tiger woods even though people will pound patrick reed and tiger woods due to recent form by tiger
2: well you know it's crazy actually i'm looking at the matchup odds so rose and rom versus kapka and Finao. that's um uh, I'm seeing minus 110 on, wow. on Rose and That's amazing.
1: Rob. That's
3: amazing. It's 135, 140 on most books. I'd smash it at 110, Gabe, Rose and great, uh, great value. Yeah.
2: I think it's a glitch because they've got Kepka and Fina plus 170.
3: Wow, yeah, it's good. that's weird. Yeah, that makes no sense. They're plus 110 on my books. But, yeah, we'll talk. I know uh, we got some NFL football We've around. We've got Jamie the Heath we'll actually coming football. up. Yeah, our boy. Our boy. We'll talk about tonight's Thursday nighter, my friend. Yeah,
2: that's right.
3: Welcome back to Red Heat and Rage, everybody. It's football time. Thursday night. We got a great Thursday nighter. We got the Minnesota Vikings coming off that beat down by the Buffalo Bills on the road against the hottest team in the NFL or one of the hottest teams in the NFL and the Rams doing it with offense, doing it. Uh, hey, what can we say about this Rams team right now? They're putting money in people's pockets. They're a very, very good bet. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, guys, we get back to these teams and we look in the NFL and it seems to be, a week-to-week league, and some teams that look brutal one week come back the next week and do some damage. And joining us on the line right now, one of our best cappers going from the sportsbrokers.com, Jamie Heath, a man that will put some money in your pocket. Jamie, welcome to Red Heat and Rage, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great.
5: How are you guys doing?
3: Yeah, we're doing pretty good, getting, uh, getting getting excited for this Thursday nighter, right, Marenzi?
2: Yeah, you know what? I am looking forward to this uh, Thursday-nighter, and I seem to be in the minority in here and thinking that there's been an overreaction. Uh, But I know, Jamie, you guys crushed it on Monday Night Football, and you're looking to do it again here tonight.
5: Absolutely, Gabe, we sure are. Uh, We did crush it on Monday night with the Steelers. Uh, My boy put his money pretty much where his mouth is on that one, and uh, we're pretty much ready to do the same tonight. We uh, love tonight's game, Uh, really excited about it. Should be a great, great game. It's probably the best game, best matchup of the week, and it just so happens it falls on a Thursday night. We're excited. The total Maybe of this game the, is interesting.
2: Yeah. A lot of it people can—they're sort of torn.
5: I look at Will
2: Kappa was just with us earlier. He thinks it's going to be a smash mouth, low, lower scoring football game. I saw Jim Day earlier in the Down to Fantasy Sports Network, fantasy guy. Then you know he doesn't think that it's going to be this shootout like um, like most Ram games are. But you talk about a Rams team that scores like 30 points a game, Vikings defense one of the best defenses in the National Football League, real contrast of uh, styles here tonight guys.
5: Yeah, well last year when they played against each other the Rams actually got off to a 7 nothing lead if I'm not mistaken and they never scored another point but that was in Minnesota a totally different type of uh, Rams team than we have today. It seems like Another year, Jared Goff seems like he's even more mature, obviously. Another year under his belt, and he looks a lot better so far this year. Minnesota got absolutely embarrassed last Sunday to the Buffalo Bills of all teams, destroying all the survival pools out there. I actually think that this could be actually a high-scoring game, uh, to be honest with you. Minnesota right now is pretty much on the ropes. They're 1-1-1. Now they got a team in Chicago that looks for real. With the likes of Khalil Mack now, you've got Green Bay with Rodgers. You never can count them out as long as he's, you know, standing on one leg, if not two legs. So I see Kirk Cousins throwing it today. I mean, obviously, and uh, and, and Jared Goff as well. I do like the over in this game, but obviously that is not my play. <laughs> I really do like the side in this game a lot. Just to let you know, I want everyone out there to call this number, 1-800-220-6262. Again, that's one 800 220 And we have operators standing by. Also, visit us on our website, besportsbrokers.com. Visit the website as well.
3: Jamie, it's been very interesting, too. You take a look at even the, the side and the total. We see how six and a 6.5 to 7 to 7.5, most books down to 7. So betters conflicted right there. And uh, to Gabe's earlier point, too, uh, the line just before we got you on the show was 48-and-a-half. I see a little bit of movement to 49. i got to believe, too, Cousins in that offense, they must be licking their chops. The Rams do have some uh, serious injuries in the secondary, and maybe they could take advantage of that. But uh, lots of uh, interesting movement. It looks like betters are all over the board when it comes to the total and side of this football game.
5: Exactly. Uh, you know, the line has gone from the 48-and-a-half. 48, 48 it's actually 49-and-a-half right now, believe it or not, in some spots. And the line's fluctuating. It's gone from 7, 7.5, and, and now it's creeping back down to 7. And now, actually, uh, it's 7 plus uh, 110 if you take the Rams in some spots. So, yes, the line is actually fluctuating a lot. Given the injuries to the Rams in the secondary, that probably has a lot to do with it with the lead being uh, placed on the IR. Not to mention uh, Marcus Peters is probably going to be 50% to go at best. So you're looking at a situation tonight where there's probably going to be a lot of scoring, I, I would say, in this game. And, and you've got a team that's desperate against a team that everyone thinks right now is absolute world beaters. But, again, we love this game tonight. I want you to call right now 1-800-220-6262. We're on fire, complete fire when it comes to these night games. We should be 6-1. and We're 5-2. We and We lost the Jets last week. We had no idea that Baker Mayfield was going to do what he did. Anyhow, look, we're going to rebound with this Thursday night game. Give us
3: a call, 1-800-220-6262. Hey, Jamie, when you're looking at the, the, the rest of the board, I know I don't want to give you away uh, anything from the weekend, but uh, um, is, there, is there any games I know you don't want to tell, like, exactly like give a pick or whatever, but there's a lot of interesting lines in, this game, in these games too. Like, look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's down from, they were plus six, now plus four. Interesting there. Uh, another big game. What about uh, you know the the, the New England Patriots Miami game? Uh, you see the Patriots under a touchdown, but they were horrible, horrible, horrible in their game against the Detroit Lions. That game was pretty tough. And and Philadelphia and Tennessee. Oh my God! We just got you on the line. We saw you know we were interesting to. to it was four. Three and a half, and now I'm seeing three, my friend. So interesting betting board this week. Morenci and I were talking about it being very difficult, Jamie. Will you, how do you attack this week's board? Because, man, I'll tell you something, there are some tough, tough games this week.
5: Yeah, the, the NFL seems to be tough a lot of times. There's a certain line movements, like you were just saying, as far as the New England-Miami uh, game. Miami looks like they're finally getting a little respect. They're off to a 3-0 and spot start, I should say. They beat the likes of Tennessee, they beat the Jets, and, and uh, last week they came from behind and beat the Oakland Raiders. When you're talking about the New England Patriots, like you said, they got they got embarrassed on Sunday night football. They looked awful pretty much on all sides of the ball. I, I don't think they got their first first down until like maybe two minutes to go in the first quarter, I think it was, or maybe even in the second quarter. So, yeah, that line is hovering around seven. It's dropping down to six and a half. I'm kind of leaning towards taking the, the fish in this game, getting the seven. To be honest with you, it's not one of our strong plays for the weekend. As as far as you were saying just before, when it came to the Bengals, Bengals were getting a lot of credit last week, getting only three from Carolina at home. Carolina covered that game, as we all know. Cincinnati actually has a couple injuries. I don't know what the status of A.J. Green is. I, I, I take it he must be playing at that line dropping, yeah, as well as their sure. uh, running back situation. So, you know, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Atlanta did lose a heartbreaking game last week to New Orleans. This is probably a must win for the Atlanta Falcons.
3: It's interesting, Jamie, too, looking at the, looking at these lines to see the Oakland Raiders, despite their bad performance, as a three-point 3, three point favorite against the Cleveland Browns, who have covered every game. You know, they came back against Pittsburgh. They beat the Jets, and Baker Mayfield looked pretty comfortable on his home turf. It's uh, I understand the NFL sometimes those desperate teams really show up, but... You look, Jamie, and I'm like, Oakland? Minus three? Like, are you kidding me? It's just crazy looking at the board this week, and there's just a lot of weird stuff in teams that you're like, do I really want to do that with this team? Do I have to lay three with a team like the Oakland Raiders?
5: Well, the, uh, the Oakland Raiders and John Gruden, actually every one of their games that they've played so far, if you've taken them in the first half in, their, in your games, you're, you're, you have a lot of money in your pocket because they've actually been winning in every one of their games they've played at halftime. And on, on contrast, they've actually... As everyone knows, they're 0-3, so they've blown every lead they've had at halftime. Whether it's they're they're tired, they're not making halftime adjustments. I don't know what the story is with the Raiders, but this is a this is a very interesting game, guys. You got Baker Mayfield who came in last week off the bench, looked amazing, no no question about it. But this is a different animal. This is his first road test. I know it's in Oakland, and it doesn't look that scary but it's a whole different playing field when you're actually starting a game and, and, and pretty much playing it from start to finish. So we're going to actually see what this what, what happens with Baker Mayfield in this game.
3: Yeah, and, and another situation of a, a team that, uh, you know, is winless. They came out last week, and uh, they threw Rosen to the Wolves at the end of that game against, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears. Seattle laying three on the road. That was a nice performance by the Seahawks at home. But uh, taking on Arizona, Jamie, it's it's hard to back these home dogs. I want to do it. I usually look for dogs ahead of favorites. But this Arizona team, it's been a pretty, pretty rough experience out of the gate. And David Johnson's not just killing betters, but he's killing uh, fantasy players as well.
5: Yes, yes he is. There's no, no question about it. And uh, I have to attribute a lot of that to their offensive line. Their offensive line is a complete mess. And last week, the Arizona Cardinals were actually winning that game 14 nothing. They did get the cover. They... The Bears did end up getting the win, uh, and uh, I have no idea what this coach for Arizona is thinking of putting in a quarterback with two minutes to go in a game when you're trailing by three. I don't know if that's exactly the right spot to put in a rookie quarterback that you you know your number one draft pick to put him in, in a, a spot like that, but look, I'm not a coach, so I, I have no idea. But anyhow, <laughs> C- Seattle, the, the Seahawks, they are a team everyone knows they are amazing at home. OK, but when they go on the road, they're a complete different animal, too. So that is a dangerous line right now. I honestly have no real opinion on that game. I think it's going to be a low scoring, grinded out type defensive game with two, two uh, struggling offenses. So I honestly think the under is the play. I think the total in that game is about 38 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. I would probably lean toward the under more so than a side in that game.
3: And before we let you go and get everybody the information, Jamie, because you've been smashing it and putting money in people's wallets and making people a lot of bread, Uh, just one more. I was going to talk to you about interesting uh, game on the Monday night, too, the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the chefs are serving it up right now. Patrick Mahomes, uh, a fantasy darling, a reality darling, Kansas City covering numbers, and uh, they've been doing it on the road, doing it at home. They've just been very dangerous. But uh, that line moved down, too. I guess a lot of people are talking about Denver, the Mile High Mystique, and uh, if you like the Chiefs, you're only laying four. That's a very, very interesting game for Monday night with uh, Kansas City and Denver, an old AFC
5: West smash-em-up type game, Jamie. There's no question about it. First off, again, let me give you my number again. Very important, give me a call. We love tonight's game, and we're going to probably have a very major opinion on that game coming Monday night. But before we get into that, let's get this number out, 1-800-220-6262. Give me a call. We love this game tonight. If not, go visit my website, VSportsBrokers.com. We turn outcomes into income. Now, going into this Monday night game, without obviously giving my my pick right now in that game, you're right. Patrick Mahomes is catching the world on fire. I'm sick to my stomach because I have some fantasy teams. I wanted him. I knew he was going to be great. Whatever. I don't have him, so my, all my teams are pretty much garbage. Anyhow. Uh, He's setting the world on fire. They got some serious offensive weapons with Kelsey, Travis, with, with uh, Tyreek Hill. They got Kareem Hunt. They they just brought in uh, the other receiver from the Rams that they, they paid a ton of money for, uh, Watkins. They're they're in uh, they're in the league of their own right now. But they're going to visit Denver, so you know Denver's always tough. Mile High Stadium. You got Von Miller and the boys there, and they they're going to be able to move the ball on on Kansas City as well. I'm sure. Uh, Case Keenum, he's got some talented weapons too right now. Sanders is playing out of his mind right now, and they got that rookie running back that got thrown out of the game last week, so I'm sure he he's going to be ready to go. They got a two-headed monster in the, in the backfield. This should be an interesting game. Yeah, I think it's going to be
3: a good one too. Hey, Jamie, give everybody the, the information again one more time. You love a side in tonight's game. You're on fire sportsbroker sportsbrokers.com putting money in people's wallets tell them where they can get you and uh i know you got a big uh, big lean in
4: tonight's football game
5: uh, we absolutely do uh monday night our president kevin todd actually put his money where his mouth is he had a fifty thousand dollar wager on the steelers uh it looked like a complete blowout and he was like uh you know hiding in the bathroom towards the end of the game but yes we did win that game <laughs> looked like looked like it was going to be a lot easier than it was it should have been but anyhow we love tonight's game. Give us a call, 1-800-220-6262. Once again, 1-800-220-6262. Or come and visit our website. Join our website, BSportsBrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes.
3: Thanks a lot, Jamie. I know we'll be talking to you over the last little while. Morenci says you're uh, knocking them dead in college football as well. Good luck with everything tonight, and we'll talk to you soon, man. May the winners be yours. Put some money in yours and people's pockets, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon. Hey, thanks a lot. I really
5: appreciate it. you guys. Good luck to you, and have a great weekend.
3: There he is, Jamie Heath from sportsbrokers.com. We got a, a big, big lean in a side of tonight's Monday night game, and I'll tell you guys, man, like Vikings at 7, I, 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 I'm I going to pull the trigger. I know we should have waited. It went to seven and a half. Then we saw, you know, line go to 6, like Big line movement down to six and a half. I'm like, eh, now it's uh, pretty stationary at seven. But you got to believe that the the Minnesota Vikings, after getting embarrassed by a team like Buffalo, is going to come out. A little bit of concern with the offensive line in that game. Just watching Kirk Cousins just get, you know, hit, mauled, strip sacked. It was like deja vu all over again with this guy. And he got absolutely murdered in that game. And Buffalo took advantage. And we gotta give, uh, we got to give the Bills a lot of credit in that game. You're going on the road as a 17-point dog, and you punch Minnesota in the face, but maybe it's a different situation with Minnesota. I know they're going to be angry, but that's a tough, tough place to play. And Gabe talked about it earlier on the program. These teams not just traveling time zone, one time zone, two time zone. These guys, these teams 0-10. So you got to believe that the Rams are probably going to win the game. I'm thinking they probably could win the game. But to win by more than seven, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think right now. Too that total fluctuating, it's yeah. We see some. We had 48 and a half when we started GTD Red Heat and Rage Radio here. Now we're seeing some 49 and a halves out there on the offshores, probably sticking around 49. I know uh, they call me Tommy Teaser, and I do. I'm going to tease a lot of these games, but uh, I'll tell you, Minnesota plus 14. Over 41 and a half seems pretty That's the problem. They always look good on paper, these teasers, and that's why they call them teasers, and that's why they put the lights on in Vegas because they're teasers. But I'll tell you, the Rams having to win by, four, uh, you know, getting 14 points is that cushion, and I've got to believe that Minnesota's offense can score on these guys. That's what they do. Like, Kirk Cousins is going to have to play better. They're going to have to get some kind of running game going. I know if it's not Dalvin Cook, it's going to be Murray. But Adam Thielen, you know what he's good good for, guys. He's good for like seven, eight catches. He's going to do some things. He's going to be able to exploit the Rams' defense. And i got to believe another big, big play tonight. I love Kyle Rudolph. I'm going to put him in uh, my lineups, you know, from a DFS perspective. I think Kyle Rudolph over the middle, he's already good. And he's going to do great when you have to deal with the Rams' injuries there. He's a guy that you have to look at. He's a respectable price and one of the best tight ends in the league. And uh, what can you say? He was the guy who got the touchdown against the Bills. Anyway, guys, we're going to open up the phone lines. If you got questions with your uh, fantasy team, you know, if there's any guys that uh, start them, sit them, bat- betting questions, hey, I told you we're on uh, Minnesota plus seven in this game, probably going to tease it to the over. Uh, I almost want to tease it to the under as well. Maybe we can get a middle sandwich there and take a bite. So we'll t- talk to you guys about all that stuff, talk to you about your fantasy teams, you got any betting questions. We can take a look at the betting board for Sunday too. Interesting week in the NFL. Bet DSI. Celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They got great customer service and fast and easy payments for winnings. You can play virtually every single sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. Live betting. BetDSI offering a $1,000 bonus for your first deposit if you use the promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI promo code. FNPSY. i'm the raging redhead cam stewart you guys got questions hopefully we got answers head over to bet psi and start winning today more golf talk more football talk fantasy bets anything throw it in the cauldron we're back after-
6: did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network listen on the iHeartRadio radio app the tune in radio app 843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network. Your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
3: Welcome back to Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game time decisions. Just after 6 o'clock, we got the man the myth, the legend, millionaire maker. His wife, his wife makes beautiful cakes, and he makes a lot of cake because he knows how to put up a lineup together and put money in your pocket. That's the one and only Drew Dinkmeyer coming up after six o'clock. We'll talk about uh, you know the fantasy football board tonight. We got a contest on DraftKings on FanDuel, the showdown contest for Minnesota taking on the Rams. I got some Ryder Cup picks and. Uh, matches for golf as well should be interesting guys things get started two o'clock in the morning we got four matches out of the gate should be great stuff great stuff with the golf and uh we got a caller on the line right yang uh we'll open up the phone lines you guys got a fantasy question a betting question yeah we got julio julio down by the schoolyard from the windy city of chicago julio thanks for calling the show buddy what's up
8: cameron love here i love, love the show man yeah you know, you, you're always. You're better than some of the radio shows. Is
3: attempt to
8: talk sports better?
3: thanks, Julio. You're cut, cutting in and out there, buddy. But I really no, I really appreciate that, and that's what we try to do here at the Fantasy Sports Network. We talk to Cardano. It's like. We're not just going to do, like, sports takes. Me and Morenci have been betting for a long period of time. The guys at the Fantasy Sports Knowledge, their, their fantasy prowess is, like, next to none. we got guys like Dinkmeyer coming up, going to win you money. But uh, that's the thing. We hope, hope to take every single angle here at the station. we got the fantasy covered. we got the gambling covered. And hopefully we can help um, people make great picks, win their leagues, make some money, and get some uh, personal pride as well. What else can we do for you, Julio? You got any uh, questions about the board or the fantasy? What are you thinking? He's he gone? Uh, he, he gone, Yang. That's what happens, right? Uh, probably hit a tunnel there in Chicago. Julio, if you get uh, a cleaner line, be free to call back the show. We'd like to take your calls. And I know it's uh, fantasy football season and time, but I was just going through the golf stuff now. And, uh, you know, you got to stay up pretty late tonight. Should be interesting, though. This is one thing about the Ryder Cup. It's different than any other golf tournament. And, you know, me and Marinci, uh I- I'm a golf guy. He's he's kind of, eh, you know, like he likes the majors and whatever. And we talk about it. But sometimes... When you think about golf, you just think about the money and other things that are happening there. But you don't really see, you know, the emotion. And this is where things get great. This is where, you know, Tiger Woods is going to get fired up more than Patrick Reed telling the British fans, well, now they're in France this week to shut up. You know, the Americans, the the Europeans. This is where you don't play for money. You actually pay, play for personal pride. We got another caller on the line from the great state of Texas. Where I like to go, everything's bigger in Texas. I want a big fat steak. I want everything in Texas because it's bigger. We have our man Kenneth from the beautiful state of Texas, the Lone Star State. Kenneth, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Network. What can we do for you, Kenneth? Are you there, buddy? Okay, well, Kenneth is not here. Uh, You know, you guys, uh, yeah, Kenneth or uh, Julio, you want to call back? You want to talk to the show, hopefully, uh, you know, you talk to my boy Yang, and he will get you on the air if you got any questions. But, yeah, as I was saying about this golf, it's just special. It's one of these times in the year where you don't see these guys, you know, $10 million. Next year in the FedEx Cup, $15 million. It's about personal pride. It's about teammate. It's about country. And these guys, you know, they got each other's back. It's very, very interesting When you look at the the guys that are coming out too in the the first wave of matches, like Europeans, they understand winning the first match is going to be vital in this tournament. For the percentages, you win the first match, you're usually going to go on to win the Ryder Cup. And when you want to look at the teams, the Americans got so many guys on their team. When you talk about world ranking, when you talk about guys who can murder the ball, that's the thing. So how does Europe counteract that? They're like, okay, at this course, in France, Le Golf Nationale, the fairways are really thin. So that's what, what they have to do. It's going to be a good battle because the Americans can overpower the course with their length with the likes of Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson, who's uh, actually out in the first wave, but he'll probably play in the afternoon for Team USA. These are guys that you know can hit the ball 340, 350. Yeah, Europe, Europe has a couple guys. They have a couple guys that can hit, but you know what I mean? Rory McElroy is one of the biggest hitters, pound per pound, in the league, and uh, I'll tell you something, man, but the rest of them are more methodical, more plotters, so that's the advantage Team USA has over over Europe is the length off the tee. Apparently, we got a couple guys back. I'll talk about more golf. We'll get some picks, too. I got a couple team picks for the first four balls. Who do we want to start with, Yang? You want to go with uh, in, in order? We'll go with Julio from Chicago, the Windy City, because he called first, and uh, who do we got there? Is is Kenneth back, or is Julio there?
8: Can you hear Hello? me?
3: Yeah, can, I got you, you Julio. Me? How
8: are you doing? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm good. I can uh, hear you. Thanks. <laughs> can, excellent, excellent. Thanks for Enjoy calling your back, show, Julio. <laughs> you, you got, yeah, you guys rock uh, better sports, I think, here than some of the shows in Chicago, and I work in Chicago Radio. So, kudos to you, Dent.
3: Yeah, how do you think, uh, uh, speaking of Chicago, Julio, and I, I know the Bears, I think, are going to be on the card this week. I know I was talking to my consortium in the super contest. Uh, There's always the every week we have disagreements in games, but Gabe was on, you know, earlier we talked about how we like the Bears whale capper. What do you think about the Bears? I think the Bears actually at minus if you can find, you know, two and a half would be great. But it's at three flat right now. I got to believe Chicago in that defense suffocates Ryan Fitzpatrick. They put him in a lot of bad positions and I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears won this game by, you know, 16 to 19 points. What's your take on the Bears Bucks game?
8: Yeah, I think the Bears could win, maybe by ten points. If I could get two and a half, I would certainly jump on it. The Bears' defense this season is outstanding. I've been an apathetic Bears fan for the last couple of years because what's the point of of watching them the last few years? But that defense, with the addition of Khalil Mack, you have got Eddie Jackson, who who was an underrated player, now playing terrific in the secondary. Eddie Goldman, the defensive tackle, has now turned into a monster. Uh, Khalil Mack alone has made the rest of the defense even better, and I agree with you. I think the Bears could easily get maybe four, four, four or five sacks on Sunday afternoon, and maybe produce a couple of, a uh, couple of turnovers. Ryan Fitzpatrick may get happy feet in the pocket, but I'm always worried about Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, if if yeah. Trubisky could be a Brad Johnson or a Trent Dilfer, the Bears could win a Super Bowl. Uh, if he's a Cade McNown, or if he's, uh, you know, one of these. Uh,
3: I think Julio uh, cut out there. But, I, you know, I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think Mitchell Trubisky doesn't have to do anything special. I just think he's got to be himself. He's got a great relationship, too. The one thing I like about Trubisky, him and Allen Robinson got something special going on right now. Uh, he, he looks for Alan Robinson early and often. They've had great chemistry. From a fantasy perspective in the PPR, he's getting a lot of touches. He's doing a lot of positive things. The running attack, I still think Tariq Cohen is a guy... You know they gotta use him even more. He's that type of pinball. He's that type of weapon. And, and Hicks, people don't don't even know where Hicks came. The thing about Hicks on the defensive line is the guy played football at the University of Regina, not even an NCAA school. It's it's crazy stuff. And now he's one of the most dominant guys. When you look at the Bears and you look at their front seven, it's unstoppable. Like they they get pressure on the quarterback, and that's bad news for Ryan Fitzpatrick because you saw what happened against a Steeler team that has many holes. Many holes in the middle, and he made bad decisions. He made bad decisions in the red zone. He gets picked. What are you going to do against the Bears when you got Hicks and Khalil Mack breathing down your throat? I'll tell you one thing, Conor McGregor. You know your your beard and your chains. It's going to get very, very difficult against that Bears team on the road. Uh, yeah, phone lines are open. Everybody at the Fantasy Sports Network. You got a gambling or fantasy question? We got Ryan from Toronto on deck. But now, in batting leanoff, we got Kenneth. From Texas again. Hopefully you come through there, Kenneth. How you hey doing, guys. buddy? You, you there? I'm here. I appreciate you taking my call. How you doing, Kenneth? What's your What's your
5: question, or what can we do for you? I have a 10-team PPR, and I'm trying to decide on a QB. I have Matty Ice taking on Cincinnati, and yep. I have Carson Wentz. I believe he takes on Tennessee. That is correct. I'm trying correct. to decide on who. I'm trying to decide on
3: who I should go with. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Kenneth. i got to believe, I'll give you one, one thing about the Tennessee Titans at home. They can play some good football. I know if they were down on the defense before, but with Mike Vrabel there, it's getting a hell of a lot better. You saw what they did to Jacksonville last week. They shut them down. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I think they're in a good spot. I understand it's Carson Wentz. It's not his first week anymore. It's his second game, so he'll be a little bit more confident. But uh, i got to believe Matty Ice The way he's been playing against Cincinnati and a and a defense that's a little bit banged up will be a better play. I I think Matty Ice and Atlanta, you know, there's going to be points scored in that game. And the books the books don't put up weird numbers for a reason. That number went all the way up as we talked the whale capper about from 48 to 52. They gotta believe that there's going to be points in that game, buddy. And I'm going to tell you, Matty Ice. I think it's a better matchup situation. I'd go with Matty Ice against Cincinnati. Over Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz is going to get better every week, I think Matty Ice is the play, my friend.
5: And do you see my Texans finally getting a win this week against Indy? I got to tell you, yeah, you know what? You know what, Kenneth? I'm telling you,
3: me and Gabe disagree on this game. We agree on a lot of stuff, but we disagree on this game. He thinks uh, Indianapolis is the play. I actually think the Houston Texans are the play. Uh, right now, the line moved from. One and a half point dogs, you're getting two points with them to the Texans on the money line, plus one oh five. That looks good to me as well. Total in the game, I really don't know. I am on tag. Te- I'm on the Texans. I think Deshaun Watson and them show up today. I think they get it done. I like them plus the points. I like them on the money line. The Texans are the play to me, buddy. I do believe you get your first win. I know a lot of people are beyond the Colts. It's a very tough game, but I'm on the Texans, my friend. Don't be a stranger. You got any more questions? Give us a call, my friend. All right, thank you thank you Kenneth and uh, Yang we got uh is Ryan uh, on the line still Ryan from TO is he there Ryan Ryan put Ryan, on. Ryan how you doing buddy what's going on brother uh nothing Ryan i'm just sitting here watching uh, golf channel a little bit of sports flicking back and forth trying to you know put all my bets in uh, for the games tonight. hanser i know uh people for people who don't know <laughs> Hanser is one of our best friends, friend of the network, great guy, former producer to me and Gabe at other stations that we worked in, and also a hockey capper. Hanser, hockey season right around the corner, buddy. Hockey! It's going to be interesting. I know you got a p- couple plays there. You like anything in football? What's on your mind? And great take on Gritty. Last call, Hanser. That's how you do <laughs> was right. In and out, you punched him right in the face and you got out of there. Great stuff. What's on your mind, Hanser?
4: Well, okay. First of all, let's let's just touch on gritty for a second. Do you hear about Letera in that finished cocaine? Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> for, <laughs> every, for everybody who doesn't know the story,
3: we'll give people uh, a little bit of a background. One of the Philadelphia Flyers, Letterra uh, This is not this guy's not talking about uh, like dime bags, too, right, or This is like a big time cocaine operation. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. It looks like gritty got into some of his stash with those uh, googly eyes, but. Uh, yeah, this is unbelievable stuff. the The season kicks off next week, and we got a guy in the team who's uh, might be a part of a cocaine ring. Not a good look. Well, so
4: he's one of the slowest players in in, in the NHL. <laughs> he's a fourth line player on the ice. He's a four line player off the ice too. <laughs>
3: that's hey, that's your new move. In, you're like a boxer in and out. Boom. You no, just no, I got, got out, more you do for do you, do brother. Do. I got more. I got more. <laughs> okay. But
4: okay, <laughs> okay. no. No, no NHL. I'm actually saving up my ducats because I don't want to hit that hard once the season starts. But I have a game that has just it really jumps out at me. I want, who Are you on the Raiders or the Browns?
3: Well, you know what? I was originally going to – if the line kept on moving up to the Browns, but I got a feeling you're going to be yar,
4: on the Raiders. Right, or What do you like? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I think the Raiders are not the play. But th- th- this is the interesting sort of Mark Lawrence tidbit I'm going to bring here. The Raiders yep. – have not trailed for any snap in the first three quarters this season. Correct. But Correct. they're all in three, okay? Yep. So, yeah, they that's so, not a second half team, yep. So, even, even if you don't like, uh, um, even if you're unsure with the Browns, you just hold off until, until halftime, until the third quarter, see where things are headed. It's like exploiting a baseball team with a shitty ball, Ben, okay? John Gruden, his coaching is uh its 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 from yesteryear, and uh, that veteran-laden you are seeing them. They have no gas left in the fourth quarter. For, for, it's like friggin' a uh, conflict diamond in the fucking stretch. Hey, 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 Hayneser,
3: slow, slow down, slow down about the horse. We still got some wounds there. And- don't worry, the new ownership's understanding a lot of fourth, fifth, and sixth place finishes too, right? Are but they? Yeah. It's not yeah. just us. Yeah, trust me. It started off pretty good with a couple of thirds and, and such, but uh, the horse racing business, unless you're uh, one of John Oakley's buddies, is a millionaire. It's, uh, it's a recipe to uh, lose your shirt. Any other picks, Hanser, before I let you go, buddy? I, l- I like
4: i no, going to no, with, no. uh, with that one. Just, we're going browns, and we're going to keep a close eye in that game to live. Got it, okay? You got it, brother. I also talked to Lou for you, and
3: uh, thanks for the information, buddy. I really appreciate you getting me on that, Hayneser,
4: All the best, bud. Yeah, yeah. Talk to you, bro.
3: There he is, Ryan Haynes, the legendary Hayneser. (laughs) Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah, Hayneser, he's our guy. He's also a hockey capper, a football capper, a capper of all sorts. He's going to have some picks. Over on the other side, after 6 o'clock, Drew Dinkmeyer joins us. As I mentioned, Ryder Cup, everybody, for... If you know what, if you don't, if you don't like golf or whatever, this is not your typical this is not your typical thing. So you know, what, maybe give it a chance tonight. If you're up late, two o'clock in the morning, I know because it's in France. You know, give give the Ryder Cup a chance because you're gonna see a lot of emotion. You're gonna see a lot of fun. You're gonna see players getting each other's faces. It's not like a regular golf tournament. It actually gets pretty surly. Some guys are close to actually throwing it down down with other guys, and it makes it a lot more fun. So you know, that's what I'm saying tonight. Just give it a chance, you know. There's four ball matches tonight, and they're good ones too. You got on the on the European side, you got Justin Rose and Rom taking on Finau and Kapka. The line right there, 135 for Rose and Rom. Rory McElroy and Torbjorn Olison. We got a Northern Irishman and a Dane, plus 120 for America. Very strong team for the USA. You got to like DJ and Ricky Fowler. That's a good, that's a great matchup there. Paul Casey and Ty Hatton going for Europe against Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth friends from the University of Texas getting together and pairing up for Team USA. And in the final match, this is the one that everyone's got to stay up for. We got Francisco Molinari from Italy and Tommy Fleetwood, good friends on and off the course, plus 105 taking on an interesting an interesting pairing for Team USA. You thought it was going to be Tiger and Bryson DeChambeau, but it's Tiger and Patrick Reed. Tiger and Patrick Reed, too. very, very emotional guys, guys who are great At match play golf, Patrick Reed is absolutely stellar. This guy doesn't lose in those situations. So Jim Furyk, the American captain, putting two strong guys in one hand there. He's getting things done with Tiger and Patrick Reed taking on Molinari and Fleetwood. That's going to be an interesting matchup, guys. And I'll tell you, right now, Gabe and I talked about this earlier. I kind of lean to Europe in these matches because, you know, I just believe, you know, the home course advantage in France and the one thing is, they hit the ball very, very straight. But conversely, the Americans on that side, these guys have a huge, huge, huge advantage off the tee. But the fairways are very thin, so that's kind of the that's kind of the point. So what's going to happen? Are people going to spray the ball? Is America going to drive it over the trouble spots and set themselves up for great birdies in the four ball? That's exactly that's the question. But it's going to be great golf action, guys. It's going to be fantastic. And remind you guys at mybookie.ag, these guys. A great website come try out if you like the sponsors of the show you know support us because those are the guys who put money in our pockets too like to thank everybody for calling in we appreciate it on the other side the man the myth the legend mr. fantasy and DFS millionaire maker many times over Drew Dinkmeyer this is Game Time Decisions I'm Cam Stewart more fantasy talk and gambling after the break